0: When you, you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle with my man, Brian Baldinger, Jason LaCanfora, part of this podcast as well. And you can watch us, guys, at In the Huddle Pod on YouTube. All right, you saw the Browns last week, and now we find out that Deshaun Watson season-ending surgery on his shoulder Steelers at Browns this weekend, and this is a big game. The Browns are only favored by one, but but they're going with not P.J. Walker at quarterback? I was surprised.
1: I of surprised. Yeah. I was surprised. I remember I saw Kevin Stefanski. I was staying in the same hotel as the Browns last week, and I saw Kevin Stefanski um, in the gym before the games. So we were just uh, cutting it up a little bit, and I just reminded him that it's just a week-to-week league. Like, you just you, – you never know what's going to happen. Of course, they come back from, you know, down 24-9, down 31-17, come back and win the game. Um, I was surprised. I thought P.J. Walker played just fine. Like, yes, he threw a, a pass in Seattle that ended up eventually getting them beat, but they called a pass. You know, he's just executing the play. Regardless, I like the way the Steelers are playing. If they they finally put Broderick Jones in the starting lineup in Pittsburgh. Mm, yeah. right tackle they run the ball better in the last two weeks, Carl, than they have in the last five years. And Jalen Warren looks like he should be the starter, but Najee Harris has his... They ran for 200 yards last week against Green Bay. I like the way Pittsburgh is coming together. It's taken a while, but they wanted to fix the offensive line. Isaac sale at left guard. Broderick Jones now playing right tackle. Looking better than any right tackle I can remember in a long time since maybe Max Starks in Pittsburgh. So, I, I like the way they're going. I like the direction this team is going. They see a rookie quarterback. This is just Pittsburgh Steeler mentality. Like, you just feel like, you know, Rod, you know, like, just anybody is back there right now going, nobody is beating us with a rookie quarterback. I just think that's the Steeler mentality to TJ, to Cam Hayward and the group. Like, I, I like the Steelers in this, in his football game, the way they're playing.
0: Yeah, and Kenny Pickett, you know, Coach Coach T talked about this, right? Mike Mike T said, how's he doing the fourth quarter? When asked about what he does, quarters one through three. Fourth quarter when it matters, right? I mean, that's my phrase, when it matters most. I don't care what you do the rest of the game. When I need you to make plays in the fourth quarter, Baldy, and Kenny Pickett, regardless of what you may think of him as a quarterback and his development, is doing that for
1: the Steelers, right? Well, you know, it's interesting because he did the same thing at the end of the season last year and wins against the Raiders and wins against the Ravens. And it was the fourth quarter, you know, drives that he took him down the field to win the game. And what that says to me is this: like, okay, he may struggle and he may make mistakes early on, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect him. It doesn't put him in the tank. It doesn't. He doesn't compound mistakes. And I think there's something a maturity about Kenny Pickett that allows him to do it. Like he doesn't get overly flustered. I do think it has made a difference that the offense coordinator Matt Kennedy is down on the field and interacting with the players and the quarterback uh, on a more face-to-face thing that that's looks like that's been a good decision. Yeah. So I think Steelers are going in the right direction. That division, you just
0: were at the, the Ravens Browns game. So the Ravens are seven and three Steelers, six and three. Brown six and three, and there are the Bengals at five and four. And we, you know, we know the Bengals and Ravens play on Thursday night. We're recording this on Thursday, guys. Tonight they play just huge games in that division. And we said this before the season started it's going to be a dogfight. I don't know who wins this division, Baldy. I, I, right now, I'm kind of like, I think it's the Ravens,
1: but I'm not sure. Well, look, every year, called teams jump out and they look like, you know, what we thought they were going to be. And then sometime, you know, you get the Vikings or you get Denver or you know, and maybe this is Cincinnati where things don't go right, but they straighten it out. That loss to Houston last week felt, it felt wrong. It didn't feel like this is a Bengal team that is going to make a surge. And now they got to go to Baltimore in a short week and they're banged up, which, which is fine. Every team is banged up. There's no excuses, but I feel like Joe Burrell probably needs the type of game that he had against San Francisco. Anything short of that, Like, I just feel like Baltimore is – like, that loss was a gut punch against Cleveland at home last week. This is the third straight home game for Baltimore. They thought they were going to go through this stretch 3-0 and take command of the division. I feel like this is Baltimore's division. And so I feel like tonight's game, I think you're going to see Lamar look like a star. I think Odell Beckham is is back. I think the running game is going to take off. I feel like – Baltimore has more going for it right now and looks better than does Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to put it, more going for it. Talk about this, this Mitchell kid, uh, Baldy. We were discussing this last week, uh, and you were at the game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this this kid, I think he's a, a, a super fine. Like, every now and then, teams come across a guy, and you go, where'd they find this guy? Because he's special. You see it with his speed. Talk a little bit about how they're using him and what's going on there. Well, I mean, his
1: first carry last week, he went 39 yards for a touchdown around left side. Um, you know, and then he had a 30-yard screen pass set up. Like, his speed is ridiculous. And nobody, you know, it's one of those things where there's not a lot of tape on his kid. You know, he's a rookie free agent at East Carolina. And, you know, and you can see these the, the defense, even as good as Cleveland was, they're taking poor angles to get to him. But even when they hit him, like, he is a compact, powerful kid. He breaks a lot of tackles um, on some of these runs. And so look, Gus Edwards is going to be their starter. You know, that he's a he's a thumper. He's having a good season. Yes, he is. You know, and but I think the combination of Gus and Keaton, like this is going to be one of those thunder and lightning combinations that you're going to see the second half of the season. And sometimes you just need rookie juice. You just need somebody that comes out of left field that you don't know anything about that you put the ball in his hands and he might go on any given play. And I think the Ravens offense is is just going to embrace that. I think we might see some of that tonight. That's a good point. Rookie juice. Uh, Because if you get it like the Kansas City Chiefs did last year. Yes, with Pacheco. Yes. And the defense.
0: It propels you to another level. It's in the huddle, guys. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, put them up. Uh, We're talking all things NFL. And next week's a big week as well. Thanksgiving, we've got games. Thanksgiving Day, Black Friday. We'll be talking about all of that stuff next week. But uh, Lions, I want to talk about the Lions because we know the Bears and where they are. But the Lions, they continue to prove to me, Baldy, that they're the real deal. Like, that win last week against the Chargers, I was like blown away. Here's the deal. Dan Campbell, I thought his emotion and sometimes his decision-making would hurt them. And instead, I think everybody's just bought into his aggressiveness and how he wants to play. And again, it hasn't come back to buy. It helped them, But every time I go, ah, Lions about to screw it up, they end up winning a game like they did last week. And I expect them to beat the Bears at home on Sunday as well.
1: So I remember talking to Dan in preseason this year out there at uh, Allen Field. They were scrimmaging the Giants. And I asked him about the running back room. Barry Sanders was there that day. So it was running back was on my mind. And he said, you know, he made a big change. You know, he got rid of Jamal Williams and got rid of DeAndre Swift, and he brought in David Montgomery and drafted Jameer Gibbs. I mean, he changed the whole route. Last week, they ran for over 200 yards. And when you look at the offensive line, they're as good as anybody in this business. Like, Penay Sewell is as talented as any lineman in this whole league, at any position. But you you th- you in you throw in Taylor Decker and Jonah Jackson and, you know, Frank now the whole group, they're really good. And last week, David Montgomery... Ripped off the seventy-five-yard touchdown run. Now we found out that the play came in wrong. That wrong formation. <laughs> uh, but, you know, th- you know. Sometimes that happens. Like yeah. I've never seen David Montgomery go seventy-five yards before. But they've got a good one-two punch. And in Chicago, you know, surprisingly, you look at the stats right now. They're number one against the league in the league against the run. Like that's a battle within a battle. You know, like Matt Eberflus has done a good job of that defense since about mm-hmm. week four. But I feel like I, I love the creativity and the design of Detroit's offense. Like it's, you know, they put up another 40 point game. They've done a bunch of those over the last two years, Carl.
0: Yeah, I
1: love the resiliency of Detroit. Yes, the defense got, you know, they got scorched by the Chargers in the game. Gave up a lot of, you know, pass plays. Keenan Allen had his way. But I I love the way they found a way to final drive, go down the field, let's go kick the field goal and win. this offense is is really really good.
0: Lions, uh, you know, I, I, I'm starting to look at at the potential of where teams may have to go, and I, I'm just telling you, I think if you got to go play the Lions at their place in the playoffs, those fans are so starved, starved, starved. It's going to be bananas, and I kind of, kind of, I'm kind of hoping that that plays out that way. Yeah. That that whoever has to go go visit the Lions in the playoffs is going to be. A fun game to go check out. But, yeah, give Dan Campbell credit, man. He's he's done an amazing job. And you're right. You've been talking about Ben Johnson for two years. And he stayed. And I think it's benefiting Jared Goff and everybody. And if you're running the ball like that, Baldy, you're a problem.
1: you oh, You got so much misdirection and creativity to the offense. Now, on the other side, Justin Fields is supposed to start this week. You know, he's had five, you know, five weeks to kind of watch. And you know the off, their offense line has improved. They're running the ball better. I mean, this should be a good NFC North matchup. Honestly, like I, because Chicago has come a long ways. And I was doubting Mount Eberflus early this year, but you know they they they've improved in a lot of areas. And so this should be, you know, and, you know picking up Montez Sweat. Yeah, um, you know he's playing. He played really good last week in a second game. So I'm anxious. I'm anxious to watch this game because I think. It's going to be closer than we think. But I think Chicago is wants to get to where Detroit is right now.
0: Um, the Cowboys get the, the Panthers. They get another team that they can beat up on. I mean, you, you, the schedule a the schedule. You can't change it now. But you talk about a stretch of games where it benefits the Cowboys, right? And now people are saying, hey, we went from can Dak Prescott make good play, the, the best plays or the plays he needs to make in the fourth quarter to Dak Prescott's playing better than any quarterback in the NFL. And you're like, wait a minute. Who's he playing? So I look at Carolina. Frank Reich has taken back over the play calling duties. Uh, I don't know if that matters. I just think they're, they're going through it with the rookie quarterback and the struggles, you know, of, of, of the first year of that. But this is another game where the Cowboys could feel good about themselves. But I'm still skeptical. I think they can go on a run, Baldy. But I, I don't know what it is. I'm still skeptical about
1: it. You know what these games are for Dallas, Carl? These games are numbers games. Everybody gets their numbers. Back throws for 400. You know, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb in the last three weeks, Carl, has 34 catches for 500 yards. Like, you just think, man, that's Calvin Johnson-like. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's like on another level. Um, and so, look, everybody's getting fit. Brandon Cook's had his numbers game last week. You know, Jake Ferguson is breaking out week after week. <clears throat> you know, they're doing it, and their offense line is playing outstanding. Really good. Tyron Smith is healthy. He's locking guys up. Tyler Smith is a stud at left guard. Zach Martin is just Zach. Mar- you know, I mean, they're, they're good up front. They're not running the ball particularly well. Tony Pollard isn't having a great season. Like that needs to be examined. But this defense, you know, Mike. People want to know: Did Mike even play last week? Well, <laughs> you'll see him this week against Bryce Young. Like he'll get his numbers this week. He'll get a couple of sacks. Um, they'll beat this team up. And I don't. You know, Frank Reich. Is he fighting for his job? I don't think David Tepper is enjoying any of this, Carl. I don't think, especially when you contrast it with what C.J. Stroud is doing. I I don't think he's enjoying any part of what he's watching. And nothing will surprise me in Carolina. Nothing. They blow the whole regime out. Like, they start all over. Like, this guy's got no patience for what he's watching. And it is hard to watch because I can't figure out what Carolina's offense is, Carl. I have no idea what it is. So maybe Frank Wright, you know, figures this out, but I don't think the play caller is the issue right now.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And and Tepper, you're right about his patience. I mean, uh, people may or may not know this. You know, he's the richest NFL owner of everybody. Um, when he bought the team, you know, he's a hedge fund guy, blah, blah, blah. But we start doing these comparisons. Listen, billions are billions, right? I mean, they all they all got ridiculous money. Yeah. But there is a pecking order. I mean, if I got $300 billion, And you got six billion. You know what I mean. (laughs) So, but Tepper's one of those guys. He's, and I think you know from his Wall Street days or whatever. I kind of agree with you. I don't, I don't think he's going to sit around for three or four more years and lose and expect this to be the 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 formula. You brought up C.J. Stroud, Baldy. This kid is damn good. This kid is damn good. Now I've been watching and trying to see what his flaws are. And, Baldy, I think the biggest thing in talking to some of the people in that organization is his anticipation. His anticipation of, my guy's going to be there, and he's letting it go before that that wide receiver has even made his cut. Texans at home against the Cardinals. So two things here. One, Texans beat the Bengals last week. They have high confidence. All these guys are buying into D'Amico Ryan's. The Cardinals get Kyler Murray back and beat the Falcons, which he put on an incredible show. But all of a sudden now, I'm believing that you know what Kyler Murray understands. I'm playing for my future too. Like he's not just going to get out there and BS. This is an interesting game to me. Cardo it's a fun guy. game,
1: Carl. This is a fun game. First of all, Kyler Murray didn't show one ounce of rust last week. Not, and he played. You know, I mean, Kyler was a confident kid. Like he didn't, he didn't lack for any confidence. You know, he ran that play on third and ten, and on the game-winning drive, where he just spun around and. Outran everybody for 13 yards. Mike drop, first down. Big play down the field to the tight end. Um, he, and I don't know if Kyler's Kyle really had a tight end like he's got right now. Like he's got – like that. This, this kid is a good player. But I, I've always said this every game this year. Arizona Cardinal defense, nobody knows who these guys are outside of maybe Buda Baker, a couple guys. But, like, they play hard. And they're finding pass rushers. That being said, anticipation with C.J. Stroud, it's all, I haven't seen him fooled, Carl. I haven't seen a defense fool him yet. He hasn't – the mistakes he's made are minuscule in maybe week one or week two. But he's going on a stretch. Like, he leads the NFL right now, everybody, in passing yards. You know, so we haven't seen a rookie come in and play at this level like this. We, we haven't seen it. I mean, I can't think – did Joe Burrow did that right away? I mean, maybe, but I'm not comparing him to anybody. He's been. And then last week against Atlanta, as you saw, Carl, like Motor Singletary goes for 150. They yep. ran the ball right at the right at the Falcons. And if you give CJ Stroud a running game, there's nothing this offense can't do.
0: Yeah, I uh I'm thoroughly impressed with the job. And, and the crazy thing is, you know. I didn't expect the Texans to be in contention, at least potentially for a playoff run. But if they win, they continue to win. Uh, that th- this is going to get really interesting in, in Ryan's first year. And, and the other part of this is, you know, they they got Will Anderson on the defensive side. He's playing well too. I mean, you know, you you, no. you, you said those two bookends, right? They went and got their quarterback, and then they went and got their, uh, you know, their edge rusher. Both guys are contributing in a major way in their first years.
1: Well, I mean, last week, Sheldon Rankins had the best game I've seen him play in a long, long time at defensive tackle. He had three sacks. Jonathan uh, Greenert on the right side is an up-and-coming guy that people need to start paying attention to. He's a good pass rusher. Now, they lose Denzel Perriman, um, you know, for the hits, you know, and all the the penalties and whatnot. That's going to be a big loss because he's their quarterback. You watch him. Like, he gets everybody lined up every play. I think they're going to lose a lot losing Denzel Perriman in there. I'm not saying he can't be replaced. Everybody can. But when you watch this defense, it you know, D'Amico Ryans is telling Denzel Perriman like this, and he he relays everything. And they have been very, very good as a group and improving, starting with the defensive front. But, yes, they, they are building this thing very quickly, Carl. Like us, subscribe, and tell your friends, guys,
0: in the huddle so you don't miss an episode as we talk about all things NFL um, Another interesting game for me uh, coming up is the Sunday night game. And I would not have thought this two weeks ago, even three weeks ago. Kirk Cousins goes down, Viking season's over. Not so fast. They go get Joshua Dobbs, and back-to-back weeks, he performs unbelievable. Back-to-back weeks. And I thought last week was better than beating the Falcons the week before. And then the Broncos. What a turnaround. Baldy, did we forget they started one and five?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's it's remarkable. I mean, it's two great coaching jobs right now. You know what Kevin O'Connell has done, and and you, and Brian Flores has been outstanding on the Minnesota defensive side. I mean that that defense, boy, if you look at them now compared to early on, and likewise, you know what Vance Joseph is doing. Both guys are doing a fantastic job, and neither t- neither defense looks like a weakness right now. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have said that the first month of the season. That being said. I mean, Sean Payton's just a good coach, Carl. He's just a good coach. He is. Like, you know, Russell Wilson's playing at a very high level, but they're not asking Russell Wilson to throw the ball 30 yards down the field. The touchdown throw to Cortland Sutton where he just got a spin and he he lets it fly and Sutton gets – I don't know how he got his toes down. Better throw, better catch, who knows. But, like, Russell's playing at a high level, but Sean Payton's like, we don't have that much, but we've got a decent offensive line. Quinn is playing great at right guard. Let's run it. Let's run Javante. Let's run Jaleel. Let's run Samaje. Let's, let's, let's not get our quarterback hit. Let's not turn it over. Like, Sean's taking what he's got, which is what coaching is all about. Let's right. try to maximize what we have. And I feel like – and then it's just – you said it. Like, what Joshua Dobbs is doing, I don't think we've ever seen – we've never seen a quarterback get traded, step in, and play at this level like this. It's crazy. And I think people are realizing he's a great athlete. Yep. He can run, he can scramble, he can extend, and then they're going to get Justin Jefferson back. So, like, this this game, and both teams are thinking playoffs, and the winner probably is going to go to the playoffs, and the loser takes a step back. Like, if Denver loses this, you know, it, it, they're on the, very much on the outside looking in. But if they win it, you have to look at them as a bona fide playoff-contending team right now.
0: Here's the other thing about Joshua Dobbs, Baldy. He's so likable. Like, you bring that into your locker room. He's not a jerk. He's not an a-hole, right? He's not a me guy. Those guys that come into the locker room, and even if he was winning and he was that way, it would be different. He's not. He comes in. Hell, last week they had to show him where the locker room was when he got to the stadium. He didn't even know where it was. You know, he's just, he's a likable dude, and I think that's the other part of this. I'm not going to take that for granted. It's like, yeah, you made the trade. He's making plays, but now you've got guys going, they want to play with him and for him because of the way he's playing.
1: Well, you know, I, I got to know Josh pretty good. We we were part of a a, a, uh, a breakout app that was a trivia game type app. I did the football trivia. He did all the space and engineering trivia. <laughs> the system. So his thing was literally called space. Space oh with God. Josh Dobbs. Yeah. And he wrote all the questions. Oh, Josh, wow. he, like we didn't have a, like some expert writing these questions. Josh wrote, "Okay, what's the distance from the Earth to the Sun?" Whatever it was, like, <laughs> and and he was he was so into it. And this is when he was his career, whole career was in flux. Sure, he was like leaving Pittsburgh, going to Jacksonville. Like he was a, you know, he was getting cut, but you know, he was like he'd show up, do these trivia things and tape all these segments for us, and you know, and I just remember like if you put. If you put him at Nassau in Houston or up here, at Cape Canaveral in Florida, and you just put him in a suit and he was, like, directing some space mission, he'd be right at home as he is, like, taking the play right now. He just has that sort of mind, like, so creative and so smart. But you're right. He he did the same thing in Arizona um, from a leadership standpoint. Like, you know, you, you follow you follow guys like that. You do. Yeah. Uh, And it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun
0: story to follow in the NFL. All right, Baldy, before we get out of here, let's talk Eagles chiefs Monday night. It's what we've been waiting on rematch of the Super Bowl. chiefs at home. And uh, you've been talking about this defense for weeks now, and it continues to deliver. It delivered overseas. I mean, you know, defense travels, right? And so I'm looking at this game and I'm going, are the chiefs, a better defensive team than the one that won the Super Bowl? And if the answer is yes, then why would I believe that they wouldn't be able to win this game on Monday night playing the way they are
1: against the Eagles? Yeah, well, I remember, like I said, I I, I, I talked to Andy Reid this week. And, we you know, we were talking about a lot of different things, but we, we got to this game. And I asked him, you know, at halftime, that Super Bowl game, I mean, I've talked to, you know, Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey and the offensive line. Like Andy's like, we're running the ball. We're going to run the ball right at him. Like we we this pass rush is fierce. Like we can't let these guys tee off, and they took the opening drive of the third quarter, and they ran it right down the Eagles' throats, and they took control of the game. And but you know in that game they basically corralled uh, Jalen Hurts and the offense in the second half as well. And so you know that that's you know that was seven months ago. That's that's over now. Nine months ago, whatever it was. Um, but I, I I I what I like about this Chiefs defense, Carl, is. They can play any style you want. You want to try to play smash mouth football with them? They can load up inside with all the dogs that they got. Um, they've got big linebackers. They they can they can pound you. Um, if if you want to throw the ball against them, they've got every blitz known to man from Steve Spagnola and all the players that can do it. They love blitzing their corners more than any other team in this league. LaDarius Stee, Trent McDuffie. They can get home in the run game or pass game. I just feel like Kansas City defensively is what you have to be to win Super Bowls. And I don't believe that about Philadelphia's defense. I'm not saying Philadelphia can't get there, but they don't look anything like their defense from a year ago. And way too many passing yards, way too many big plays. Maybe that will change after this bye week. Maybe Jalen Carter is just going to go off along with Fletcher and Hassan Reddick. Like, they've got dogs that can do it. But, you know, this is week 11. And we haven't seen much of it so far.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to a great game on Monday night. We get a great Sunday night game. We get a great game tonight as we record this podcast on Thursday night. Big time matchups, man. And this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. And uh, it, it really makes the season as we get into the meat of the NFL season. Now, uh,
1: Baldy, where are you at, by the way, this weekend before we get out of here? I'm heading to San Francisco. Uh, Tampa Bay travels out there. It's interesting about this game, Carl. I did Tampa, San Francisco last year. If you remember, Tom Brady was quarterback, and they were awful. I think they scored one touchdown. Dre Greenlaw had intercepted Tom Brady and then took the football to him after the game and asked him to sign the football from the GOAT. Um, but it was also Brock Purdy's first start in the NFL. Oh. And I remember talking to Debo and McCaffrey and some of the guys before the game, and they're like, Baldy, there's nothing this kid can't do. And last week's performance in Jacksonville, he was sensational. Like, every single thing you need a quarterback to do, he did. And they got Debo back. They got Trent Williams back. And the offense was humming. Just And so, well, Tampa shows flashes of being a good team. They can't run the ball. And I don't think they'll run the ball against San Francisco. Chase Young made a difference last week. And I think he will make a difference in the stretch. Um, I just think this is a tough spot for Tampa against uh, a 49er team that looks loaded and ready to make a run right now. I agree. Baldy, great work, man. Enjoy the game this weekend. Have fun. Have a great call. And we're
0: back at you guys next week. Big week for Thanksgiving, just because of the games and the matchups and the fun and the turkey and all those things. So uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games, everybody. Baldy, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Carl. Great job, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here, guys.